Hello everybody, and welcome to the only podcast that would actually like to quite give that Nettle Ale a go. You'd probably enjoy it, to be honest with you. Yes, once again, it is Get Fired, an apprentice podcast. God, we're back again. Yes, it is me, Terry, also with Kenny again. Say hi, Kenny. Hello, Terry. And once again, you are listening to Get Fired, an apprentice podcast where we critique weekly the new series of The Apprentice. Of course, the UK one. Look up some rambling through series nine. Can you believe, Kenny, we're already in the first week? And we've done, this is our third proper podcast. That is mental. Not bad going, is it? No, I, I wouldn't mind a cheeky little break now, please, apprentice schedulers, because I am knackered after doing all this. Anyway, uh, I say we just jump in straight to with episode two. It wasn't terrible, was it? That was good to me. Oh, it was a good episode. It was interesting. Uh, got to see a bit more of each person. It's probably got our biggest Common interest, alcohol. Oh, yes. And we do like Follow a good... Up, weekend. Indeed. Let's just jump in. First thing I've noticed, though, I really don't know why, in the introduction titles, why have they put in a bloody slow-mo shot of Sir Alan Sugar's car, uh, sorry, Lord Sugar's car, pulling out of his estate? I don't get that either, to be honest. Is, is he meant to prove the is a bit sexy? It's like, oh, here comes... Lord Sugar, a bit of a sexy hedgehog man. Look at him just being slow in his car, being driven by someone else. I, I don't see the point or, in it. Or because his business ideas and he likes to diversify and all of that jazz, and Tottenham are doing so well and he regrets ever selling them, especially these days, and Gareth Bale is such a lie, he decided he's going to diversify into cars and then drive out. And that's a what cheeky way of promoting his business through BBC advertising at... TV money. Also, I'd thought of a weird thought. How well would you think Lord Sugar would do if he actually went on The Apprentice? That's an interesting point, because sometimes I feel when he's making his comments about people, it's almost as though if they'd won the task, he just wouldn't have been bothered about the things they did wrong, because the team that wins, I mean, you could pick horrific faults with them. I mean, every series, every week. And it's almost like it's forgotten about. And that's it's always like, can't do right for wrong. It's true. We'll get onto that a lot later, because I thought the winning team, there were some quite horrific ones. In fact, it's two weeks in a row, but uh, no spoilers just yet, please. Okay, so we cut to our candidates. 6 a.m. wake up. Now, who was the one who answered the phone? Because that was Linda. Now, she was way too excited for first thing in the morning, wasn't she? You see, though, before I say about Louisa... Jason was out at the door with like a coffee or something, and interesting enough, his surname's Leech, and it was like he was kind of leeching or leeching. He kind of enjoyed watching her answer the phone, oh, yeah. just grab it and all that. He definitely liked it. He's getting a bit creepy now, isn't he? That was definitely a little bit creepy because it wasn't there like, oh, 
I'm going to try and get the phone, but oh, okay, Louise got first. He was like, no, I'm going to sit here and stroke this mug like it's my cat and goldfinger and enjoy her. Enjoy her answering the phone. <laughs> also, why are none of the blokes fat? I, I had body envy, seriously. Was it Miles who's probably the older one? He's got a full on six pack. I know! Why? How? I couldn't believe that. Where's he get time to go do all this? Jesus. I mean, but yeah, he still can't sell back. I mean, get batteries for his plastic cats. He has to go buy them. Anyway, so our hopeful candidates all get picked up. They get dropped in the old bank, a posh pub in the middle of London. Now, considering that has been what six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, I was there serving. Now, given twenty-four hour licensing bars, would they be serving that time of day? I think his Lord Sugar gets access to these things, doesn't they? He's got I'm, contact with all of our places. I'm pretty sure he could pay the um, fine. The licenses will go if he just went right a pint mild. Probably. The task for the candidates this week is to make their own flavoured ale and sell it for profit to businesses and punters. Most money wins, as per usual, per task. It feels like a repeat of last week's in a way, really, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's an interesting one. Rather than making a beer and choosing a style and making it, uh, but they had the flavoured eggs, because you do see a lot of these flavoured beers now. I'm not a particular fan of the flavoured beers, I prefer the flavoured ciders. But, I mean, you do see them on the shelves now, so they've got to be doing well. Not too fussed on flavoured as well, but there's some interesting ones that the team's come up with. But let's talk about the main transfers. We had Tim going over to Evolve. That's, I think that's partly to do with him making that gaffe at the end of last episode, as well as his plan to go into the drinks industry. Because I thought it would be a bit more interesting, because both Tim... And the team leader for the boys this week, Kurt, they both, Kurt's got background in the, I believe it's the bar industry, and Tim's idea is it, so I thought it was a good move by Lord Sugar to put them both against each other, see how they clash, or, you know, how it is. Because obviously if his ideas work here, or don't work, then there's no point of keeping them on. Well, I see it. You finally get to talk a bit about Kurt, because he was pretty much anonymous in the first episode. I'm not going to lie, I didn't even know Kurt was a candidate until he was named our project manager. Oh, really? Exactly. Really. You remember in our uh, profiling episode about the candidates, there was one thing I didn't tell you about his uh, interview tape. Go on, man. From watching it, I got the impression he actually thinks he's going on to a proper game show. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> seriously. He's like... It's like something out of Lottery Jet Set, you know, the lottery one with the... Oh, I remember that show, yeah, with, um, what's his face, the Irish bloke who's Man United fan, Eamon Holmes. Oh, yeah, I like Eamon Holmes to be face, so, such a lovely man. Anyway, from his profile tape, Kurt's just talking about dining in the nicest restaurants, going to the best places, and driving around in Ferraris. And you just think, there was no, hardly any business sense from him. Why are you going on about that like? I mean, sure, we'll get on, he's got some business clout not great but it's there uh, later on but he's just going on about that for like a good 30 seconds you just think you sure you're going on for a serious prize where you get set up your own business do you do you really know unless he really doesn't right i like the way they were all uh, just a brainstorming what flavors who was the one that came up with the idea of nettles Ugh. that was that was one of jordan and neil 
Oh, Jordan. Yeah, that's it. Jordan, I, yeah. His, 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 I mean, uh, when you said that, I, at first I thought no. When I thought, okay, I can see your point because it's a bit different. But when I'm really thinking about it, no. He was trying to say, oh, people go, oh, that's different. Oh, don't sting in my mouth. I, that's why I'll buy it. I think no. The thought is, I want to drink. Oh, it's going to sting in my mouth. Therefore, I won't buy it. Exactly. So that's the first thing that I go out to when I go to my local greengrocers. Um, excuse me, cover a nice big bag of uh, nettles, stick in my mouth, and probably give me a horrible rash. What did you think of Tim in his opening shots as project manager? I think with Tim, even though you know, I've got to be careful calling him this, his nicey-nicey style and nice local approach, I did like how straight away he had the girls inside, and early on he did have them calm and mellow, because he was sort of like, look, we'll go around the room, one by one, we're here, everyone's used, and we'll take it from there. And the girls respected that, and they went along with it. But, yeah, I thought he had quite a good calming influence on them, but there's some strong characters within those females. I did feel he was a little bit two-faced. I don't know why, but he was just coming across as that. He did have a couple of jibes at the lads, where it was a bit like, yeah, it wasn't necessary because it, it was irrelevant to what they were doing, but... I like the way he was, well, I don't like it, but he was being quite rash in his decisions. Like, you know, he was changing his mind when I really think he should have been a bit more firm and stick with what he thought. Like, the girls were tr- changing his opinion a bit too much. He is quite indecisive. And I think the fact is, as we'll come across the, later on as the episode goes, he, he just likes to please everyone too much because he's just an out-and-out nice bloke. I don't think there's a bad bone in his body. Oh. Oh, Kenny, you've mentioned it a few times now, but don't call Tim nice. He won't like you if you call him nice. <laughs> I know, I've called him nice about five or six times now. I know, he may listen to this, he's, so... <laughs> I think he's knocking on my door. Coming then across to the boys brainstorming. Now, this is probably the worst I've seen in quite a while in The Apprentice of a project manager putting his foot in mouth completely and getting it wrong. I like a firm decisive manager that sticks by his opinions. But when it goes against someone's morals, because, like, we've got Zeeshan. Now, you could you could tell he's, he's, you know, he's come, come from, like, a different... Yeah, a, a different religious background compared to the boys. And then he was just there going, well, what's the point of me doing manufacturing because it's against... He didn't really say it, but it's against his religious beliefs. Into it, what's the point of doing on the manufacturing? And then there was Jason as well, who openly said he doesn't drink beer because he doesn't like it. And so he sent Jason the taste beer when he doesn't like it. He doesn't drink it, so he doesn't know what a good beer tastes like. Yeah, you know, what we, me and you, punters on the street, would call good beer because he doesn't drink it. So Jason and Zeeshan would have been better used elsewhere. Oh, exactly. They'd be better used for like sales or like the uh, marketing, which we'll come into in a minute. Yeah. Massive fail points already for Kurtz, but for team management already. Let's actually move on to what flavours are they coming up with? I mean, we've already mentioned nettles, but I mean, they're just coming over. I, I must stop a second. I love when they do these tasks. Just random science. Oh, let's just go make bacon flavoured beer. Can we do that? Yes. So. I know. Who was coming up with that? I don't get that one at all. Oh, no, no one really said it, but it was on the plate there for them to sample. I don't I know, I know, but that's why I was saying, like, who there thought that would be good? I think it was the brewers as well, really. They was like, yeah, we could be beer gods if you want us to, so we'll get right on this. I thought, yes, do it! 
But unfortunately, the girls settle for a rhubarb and custard flavour. No, it's rhubarb and caramel. Ah, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Did the boys go for? It was chocolate orange, wasn't it? Orange yeah. chocolate. Being, of course... They called, it bit, they called it a bit of this. No, so it was a bit of this, a bit of that. Yeah, I thought that was a bit... Play uh, off, but it was a bit... Right. But I think they were running out of time, so it... But mind you, what, what, what did the girls go for? Went with rhubarb... Oh, the name's escaped me now. It wasn't very good. Let's put it like that. But basically, to be fair to both teams, they didn't really do well in the whole production of it, especially Evolve. Endeavour wasn't too bad. Their only down point was that the lads tasting, they did the tasting, and then Kurt and the design team or marketing team, whichever you want to call them, Kurt phones up and says, right, we're not having that one, we're having this one. And all the lads who've been doing the tasting, which includes Jason and Zeeshan, if you weren't doing it, because, again, just waves. Yeah. And they're saying, look, we should go with X. And Kurt's going, no, I've decided we're going with Y. And they were all just like, why did we waste our time coming here to do this if you're going to tell us well, that's the one? They all might as well have gone to the design. I know, it's just, oh, it's just idiot, just marketing up. Evolves... Francesca made a complete pleb of herself, especially... Yeah, it's basic sums. Basic sums. Oh, yeah. Just like, basically, they, for those listening in, they were all trying to do out all the measurements to actually create beer. And then at one point, was it the second batch? Well, the one they threw away. It was like, the brewer had to step in, and he was yeah, just like, I'm yeah, you, no one could drink this. It will make people sick, like. And you just think... Oh my god, how have you got this wrong? You got a recipe in front of you to make of it. And then they got it wrong again afterwards, even after you stepped in. Was it? They still it, made it too, they either made it too strong or put too much in the barrel. Was it, I think the it third or fourth batch they made right? Something like that. I know they spent an awful lot of time longer than they should have. And they lost, was it 90 litres or 90? Yeah, it was a lot, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. You think about it as well, that's gone straight against them already. Because, I mean, they've lost what, uh, I think someone said, best part of, um, close to £200. This is on wasted goods. This is on money they have to get back on a task already. So, basically, it's the first time Francesca, like Kurt, really had anything to do on the show. I know we're only a second episode in. But so far, she's made herself to look like a complete Wally. Basically, the bruise gets done. Then, now, what was Kurt's thinking in sending out the sub-team with Zeeshan, Alex and Jason, without any samples at all? Well, that's Kurt's fault for not making sure. But also, equally, Zeeshan, Alex and Jason are meant to be you know, astute business people. Although Jason would discuss them, that's how he had the experience. But Alex and Zeeshan, who are salespeople, they, they're so adamant they're salespeople. Surely one of them should have gone, oh, hang on a minute. We need to go over a taster. Think of that. You don't need a manager to tell you that. Um, I mean, it's bad for Kurt, but equally, they should take equal blame because they should have bought, if they're these great salespeople, they make out they are. Both teams sat out with their ideas. The boys with their chocolate orange, a bit of this. They decided to market it as limited edition, one day only, which is, well, let's be honest, it is. Well, doing it, I thought, because it is one day only at these beer festivals and that. I mean, as any of them are, but it was a good way of taking advantage of it, going like, literally, no, you won't see us ever again, so get it or miss out. 
Kurt sends out his mob to it was like a countryside ale festival. Tim did that, not Kurt. No, Tim went to the Kent Beer Festival at the pub. Is that what you mean by the countryside one? Yeah, yeah, sorry, because they went to the one. Because if you remember later on, they were trying to sell it for £4 a pint. Sorry, because that one looked like it was indoors, so I assumed it was indoors. I know what you're on about. Yeah. Quite expensive, £4 a pint. Everyone else around it was... Well, everyone else was cheaper. But then I suppose the idea is they're going to sell to connoisseurs, if you see my invisible quotation marks in the air there. Like the way they were arguing over themselves in the boys' car. Alex is just there trying to speak to it, but then Jason's just start giving out, saying, oh, are you overruling me? Although, to be fair, I was a bit on Jason's side there. Because I think Jason was just making a fair suggestion. I mean, fair enough, he wasn't the salesperson or designated salespeople. But I think Zeeshan and Alex were getting a bit up themselves a bit. They're like, oh no, we're the salespeople. Shut up, Jason. And they're shutting him down all the time. They were quite rude and obnoxious towards him, I felt. Particularly Alex. It was, well, we might as well just go into it straight now. That was pretty much the brunt of the argument. Because Zeeshan and Alex were all going to do these deals with like the yeah, AO. wrong. Well, as you said, they're going to the specialist to do the sales. So, okay, Jason's had some ideas. Alex and Zeeshan, well, personally, I felt were rather rude to him in the car. But the point is, Alex and Zeeshan are sales, so they get to that pub. They're about to break, broke a deal for, if you correct me, Terry, was it £80 or £85? Yes, that's it. A barrel. That's it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Jason goes, no, tell you what, we'll do it for 75 to sweeten the deal. And it's like, Sweet and what deal? They've sold it for 80, 80, 85. You just, I mean, all of a sudden, you just said that, so you've got to sell it for that, that otherwise you won't make the sale. That's not sweetening the nut. Sweetening the nut is going, tell you what, we'll throw in like a pint glass with it, you know, or something like that. The boys love giving away freebies. It just reminded me of, um, first week with Miles just giving away free batteries and spending the time to do it. It's like, you boys are mugs. Why are you giving away? Going over to the girls. They went to the same pub before the boys. Now, I thought Rebecca put in the terrific sales pitch there. Yes, she was really, really good. I was really impressed with how she delivered it, how well she presented it, and just how she got it done. And they fully respected her and they were listening to her. Even though she caused a bit of problem with Uzma. I think she was right to, because after all, it was her making the pitch, not Uzma, and Uzma was stepping in a bit. Yeah, I was a bit like, what are you doing? She's doing it right for herself. I, I don't like the idea already, for the first couple of weeks, everyone's just trying to step over each other. Does it make it, anyone really look good if you try to do that? Not at all. I mean, I said this in the last um, podcast, you, you just look like, like a complete fool in front of like, um, customers who are going to buy your product. Why would we buy something off you if you're fighting between yourselves? Exactly. They're not going to respect you as a business, and they're not going to think much of you. Random bits. The highlight being Alex, Jason, and Zeeshan getting completely pwned when they go into the chain pub after Rebecca just delivers terrific pitch. Why the hell did they not bring a sample? Why did nobody pipe up about it? It's like you say. It's an instant sacking. If it is. Like the blokes in the film, why, why did you bother turning up? It's just, you, you can't do it. You can't go without a sample. I feel angry now, and it's been, what, 24 hours? 
since we watched the episode. Cheer ourselves up. Tim, doing what yourselves best, apart from a hard sell. Just being animated and energetic everywhere. He's quite a character, isn't he? He's definitely a character. I, I'm, he grew on me. He's very likeable. I didn't say the N words, but that's <laughs> I. He's likable. Boyish charms are slightly so enthusiastic about everything. Yeah. Which... I mean, what surprised me is he's only 23 because he looks a bit older, but it turns out he's a year older than me. I thought, bloody hell. What do you mean? I'm going to be two years older than him soon. How do you think I feel? <laughs> Cut back to Endeavour and Evolve, both of them at the separate beer festivals. Both of them, sales are dying on their ass. A bit of this is not selling because it's just going for like four pounds. Because by that point, people had caught on. You know, the main football had been and gone. So people were coming in now and just traipsing, just trying to find a nice beer to have because it's late in the day. And if you're more expensive than the rest, there's no way they're going to buy from you. I'd think and, Kurt was really indecisive here. Yeah. Then, then with Kurt as well, once he makes a decision, he's like, right, that's it, put down. And I, I mean, I respect that to an extent. You know, you've got to be firm and decisive. But it's almost like I've made up my mind without consulting anyone. You would be better saying, right, lads, what do you think is best? Should we go now or in an hour? Take a general consensus and make a dis- an, an informed decision. Quite nice brunette leaning over saying, oh, we're going to put a price down. And they were like, oh, yeah. no, no, we're still discussing it. They got overheard. <laughs> she was funny. <laughs> Again, more Z and Jason in fights with clients. Got on my nerves. To be fair, you said you were sticking up for Jason. Now, if you were him, how would you react when Alex turns around and says the line, Jason, will you be quiet, you silly shit? Well, he said that in the car before they made any pictures at all. Yes. That was early on. Because that's where I was saying I felt Alex in particular was being rude. and I think Alex is quite sly. He's like, later on, he tries to spin things around a certain way. He's quite deceptive. His um, attitude is a board. <laughs> Z was a bit of the good cop compared to Alex's bad cop. Yeah. Compared I mean, to- Z said had a point about Jason, but he kind of delivered his point about Jason the wrong way. He rubbed off the wrong way. Now, I felt really bad for Jason because, let's face it, in a business pr- profession, would you expect to be... S- well, swore at like that? No. I mean, you shouldn't, ha- and you shouldn't have to part of it. That's where I felt both Z and Alex were being unprofessional. But as I say, Alex in particular, it's not on it. He needs to change his attitude. Yes. So, I mean, Lord Sugar Water Point is not going to like that kind of thing. You don't even see him apologise. Right, it's there, it's done. It's been said. Well, okay, but... but... At the end of the task, sorry about earlier, at least we got it done, move on. To be fair, if Alex was pissed off, everyone could overreact, but to have it, like, later on, you don't even, like, well, it may have happened, don't get us wrong, because we don't see everything, but I just felt, would have been felt so much better if, like, we just had something like, Alex pulling Jason's side said, look, I'm really sorry to have a go for you in front of thing and all that, let's just get on with it, sorry, we'll talk about it later. Just something like that. It just really got on me. Just thought, oh, just, oh, Alex, you little. Ooh. Again, this episode's making me angry, Kenny. I like it. Um, <laughs> this is why we like The Apprentice. <laughs> it gets us angry. It makes very angry. Both teams at the various festivals, especially the Evolve, after the complete bomb scare, the 
Kent Beer Festival is. They both decided to go selling it around pubs, really. Well, not even pubs, around wine bars. Yeah, Tim's team, it was quite interesting because it really was a marketplace. I mean, you had, you had Louisa, which they all thought was, she was chatting up lads, but no, she was selling yes. their beer on someone else's premises, which I'm surprised didn't get pulled up as yeah, possible against the rule. Where, where is your license to sell alcohol? Where is it? Exactly. But then, oh. she, then she's getting... Sold um, <laughs> she did. Uh, well, I bet that's not the only thing she sold. Whee! Um, she's letting loose with the Jessica Rabbit side of her. She enjoyed it a bit. I know, it's a bit the whole sex sells thing. It's like, uh-huh. she, she's using her assets, <laughs> let's be honest. So, would we do that? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have bought it off her. But, but Jason wasn't there to watch her, so I think she missed out on that. <laughs> something going on there? Already? I don't know. Well, he's lecturing after her in the morning, so maybe, maybe, maybe she enjoys that. It's like a one-way relationship. I just watch you. You just don't really acknowledge me. She likes, she likes the chase of being chased. She's a rabbit. All rabbits like being chased. Ooh, that's going in the podcast. Kurt and Co. basically going to South Bank in London. Then they made slightly... Weird reversal move that Lord Sugar picks up later on. Now, they're selling it at a festival for twice the price of everyone else. Take it into the middle of London, filled with people, finishing work, possibly in need of when mind a quiet drink just to have and all that. They start selling beer for £2.50 a pint. That's mental. I thought that was the right thing to do because they definitely get the business and also, they just wanted to get rid of it. Because you have to remember, they're up against the time limit, aren't they, really? Yeah, they the can. can. Especially when you've got a high football, just take them advantage. But later on, you don't want anything sat around. So just make sure you sell it. I know. I, it was amazing, just the gradual, oh, £2.50 a pint. £2 a pint. And I thought, well, that's given away. Then what do they go down to? A quid. Jesus. In the middle of London. I'm surprised there wasn't riots right outside their beer tent. Just for them, I want a pound pint. Ah. Although there was that one bloke who quite quite tough goes, I'd pay four pounds for that and still be happy. I thought, bloody hell, I'll pay four pound a pint. Say that again in a Cockney accent, please. Bloody hell, right? I'd pay four pound a pint for that. <laughs> that that would too. Um, right, so that really sums everything up. The... Yeah. Yes. See, that's the thing. This episode is just like, oh, they, you tell, neither really come across as doing a great job. I mean, they sold a few kegs to chain upmarket beer places and all that. It seems all right. It it seemed pretty even to you. Yeah, I mean, looking at both teams, I couldn't say, yeah, that team has definitely done better than the other. Because, of course, of what we've touched on, Tim's team did the balls up at the factory, the brewery. But then you look at Kurt's team, and it is a bit £4 a pint at the uh, festival. So you're a bit concerned about that, what was going on with Jason and Alex. So it's it's on balance, I reckon, especially as Tim's team sold well towards the end. We'll get into the boardroom. My first thought, Tim is in a sea of estrogen. Just him standing out on his own compared to the girls. I never really noticed it at all until he was right there. I suppose in the middle, surrounded all about him. I thought, 
Yes, Tim, you are God. <laughs> uh, then we get Alex being a dirty slouch. Why would you do that in the boardroom? You're just going to get chewed out and noticed instantly. That's what I don't like about it, Alex, where I touched on in the earlier episodes, where he seems to be sure himself, not in the same way as I said about Neil, but it's almost like, he's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm all right. I'll get through this. But, and it's got that attitude and how he sits around and that. I don't like it. I, I, here's the thing. I hate it, but I do like his cocky attitude. Is that wrong? Well, I mean, that's fair enough for you, do. I don't like him. You just don't like him because he's Welsh and a Welsh vampire, do you? No, because that would be racist. Whoa, don't bring that R word into this show. It's a clean podcast, Kenneth. It'll be fine. Anyway, Lord Sugar, he hates a bit of this. He hates the name. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought you meant a bit of what Alex was doing. So, <laughs> no, when was so I was waiting for you to finish that. No. Yeah, he hates the name. He really does. He's not a fan. It was okay. I I don't know. I mean, I just keep coming back. Well, you compare that to, I remembered actually, what the girls called it. I mean, rhubarbs and rhubarb and riches. That's what Evolve called theirs. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you just think, well, that's not really... Right, who drinks flavoured ale, beer, without being sexist? Well, I was... It's gen- generally blokes, although it is a way of opening to the female market, isn't it? Yeah. Think of things like- you could take that, but it's still oh, going to be... How many, how many ladies do you know, Kenny, that drink beer regularly? Uh, probably a minority. I have a fair bit of Kurt being put to town, because yeah. I like the way... Lord, Lord, took him to town a bit. It's like he picked up on being sending the boys like Zishan and Jason and Alex, send them out with no samples whatsoever. He picked up on that. Also, he really gave it out about putting Zishan and Jason in a situation where they're in the production. Oh yeah, what was the quote? Where Zishan is dry on yeah. a cream cracker in the Sahara Desert. You've got it in one. It was just like, why really? He's so good at these one-liners, Lord Sugar. He must prepare them, let's be honest. I reckon he must do, or someone prepares them for him. Oh, no, he does them off the cuff. You figure that delivery. He doesn't work on that, that's just natural. He picked up on... He thought the price is the wrong way round. St Albans, that the Endeavour Festival, that was expensive. And when he went to South, uh, South Bank, uh, they dropped the prices, so... Really, it was a bit like, well, why did you do that? If you swapped it around, you probably got more consistent. But it's like we talked about earlier, it's a bit like, did all right, really? The payoff, really. Jason picks up being put to sword by Alex earlier. I thought it was a bit strange for him to go, oh, he absolutely disgraced you, Lord Sugar. Yeah, that was a weird way of going about it. He should have just brought up the fact that he felt intimidated by them or something like that. And I Which would be enough. But like going, they disgraced you. Well, no, they didn't really disgrace him. He tried making out that it was in public. No, it was in the back of their car. Yeah, exactly. Although, actually, Z did call him an absolute amateur on the corner of that street outside, which is quite unprofessional. It is true, that is out. Yeah. But then he was having to go at Alex, wasn't he, at that point? So, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. He kind of brought it up, but I was kind of expecting him to pick up. I don't really expect for that to happen. Then I suppose you're leaving yourself open by Lord Sugar to be going, well, I see what you mean, but you can't really not expect to get a 
you know, rollicking or some harsh language in the face now and again in business. Yeah. So, I know it's... I did... you got to marvel the way Alex just stood his ground. Yeah. yeah. Fine. He's not moving an inch. He's righteous. I, I, I thought you'd be more keen on him, Kenny, after this episode. He, he's becoming a bit of a man. A man? I mean, he's just standing his ground. He's there. He's not going to take anything. He's not going to take a new ball from anyone. Like I said earlier, I don't really like him. I, I just find him quite sly. It's, I think it's the eyebrows for you, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's really sly, especially when he gets to the boardroom. You can already see the traits of, like there's been characters in the past where they get on a task and, you know, they could be bloody good, but then when they get to the boardroom, all of a sudden the noise are out and, yeah. Who was the Irishman? Jim. Jim the Jedi. Jim the Jedi. Where in the boardroom he's worked magic. He pulled the strings and changed Lord Trivial Minds constantly. <laughs> I will not be sacked. He will sack the other two people I bring back into this boardroom. It's like you won the task, Jim. Oh, yes, damn. <laughs> now, you may notice we haven't really talked about Evolve. Well, that's they didn't really say anything. I mean, Tim got the back of all the girls quite comfortably, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, when they were asked, what do you think of Tim as a PM? They all nodded ahead and said, yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. They, were, they were happy with him. They liked it. Um, easily got the backing compared to um, Jazz, like in the last episode. What was the... I got here, it was a bit late for the girls to move pubs. I can't... Oh, yeah, they left the Kent Festival really late, didn't they? Oh, yeah, that's it. And yeah. then, um, they didn't really have a lot to go with either, so... I know. To be honest, come to think of it, this is quite a boy-centric episode, but then I suppose we're going to discuss really um, all that in a second where people went wrong. So let's talk about the results. Would you like to hear, Kenny, how each team did? Okay. For away, Terry. Pretend you're Karen and pretend you're Nick when you say them. Okay, so we have evolved. They spent £648.67. And at the Kent Beer Festival, they spent 492 roughly. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> on, on the um oh I can't do it. On the street they Hello. they spent Good I, I try, I try. On the street they sold five hundred and fifty five pounds, sixty nine pence worth of goods, creating an okay three hundred ninety nine pounds two P profit overall. But unfortunately Endeavour comes along in a massive warship of pain. Having spent six hundred one pounds forty, to be fair, that's not too far off what well, I was a bit surprised they spent that much, really, when you consider that the girls blew best part of 200 quid. Yeah, that did surprise me as well that they had not spent more, but I suppose perhaps the chocolate and orange, or the chocolate in particular, might have cost more. And I think they, they... Did they use a stout in the end? Or did they go with the ale? Uh, they must have used something a bit more expensive, really, to get up to that. Anyway, they ended up selling barrels to the posh uh, pub chains... Only £284.90. But when they sat down, it was the best part of £1,100 on the street, um, selling it on South Bank. 
Oh my lord. That is... I think that's quite impressive, really. It is. They did well. Very well. So, I mean, you consider it, that's over double what the girls made. £831.56 the boys won. That smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. It was like the same, like last week, they had like, you know, three quarters, uh, three times one at one at one point. So, again, girls lose, they trundle off to the calf. I don't really know. And then the nines come out. The nines come out and they start going at Tim. First of all, my favourite, what did you think of this week's treat, Kenny? Oh, what I will say about that is, and I shall come to that in a minute, but it was, it was cool. I mean, going to Belgium, I still a holiday. <laughs> it was a free. But they go to a clear house after more sugar slates, the fact that Zizhang can't go now. <laughs> I know. One thing I picked up, you know Alex isn't really doing any favours with the whole Dracula thing in that really long jacket he wore, was he? <laughs> he's just there and he's just like, you could, he's, I'm pretty sure he was wearing sunglasses at one point. You just think... Oh my god, if we just actually took him off, would he explode? Would you explode? Just chuck a garlic over him and see what happens. Oh, he just shrink his eye. Just like something out of Blade 2. So, yeah, drag it back. Tim looks genuinely gutted, and, well, we got two massive problems. Tim, that was the problem. Tim, Tim looked gutted, because he was like... Got a, pa- a passport. I've got it in my pocket ready. The suitcase is <laughs> out there. I'm ready to go, Lord Sugar. Give me another chance. Oh my god, do you think the boys actually just jumped straight into the taxi onto Eurostar? Because they had the luggage there. Oh, that's genius. Let's be blunt. The girls basically lost. Well, excuse me, girls and Tim. Although, let's face it, he dances that much, he might as well be a girl. Sorry, Tim. We love you. Oh. Basically, there's two massive errors. We talked about earlier with... I've, I've forgotten her name, Kenny. Um, Francesca. Yes, thank you. See, she's been so anonymous. What did she do? She made that one massive cock-up. The start of the episode with that. And she does nothing that, again, for the entire episode until really going back into the boardroom. Yeah, so, so far, all we've seen of her is not be able to use a calculator. That's not very good. And... Like I said in the profile, she doesn't really come across as much, so... Do you, do you remember, who was the the science teacher from a couple of series ago? And he just kind yeah, of... Yeah, is it no, 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 or something like that? Yeah, that's it. And he just kind yeah, of... He slummed it for half the series until it was like, oh, you're keeping quiet. It's just, yeah. I think we've got no one on our hands. Hopefully it's not too long. Uh, but then the other massive error... Going to the Kent Beer Festival, where it's absolutely dead, when you had um, the boys going to a massive one. <sighs> who booked it? I mean, Tim and Rebecca, they were toing and froing about who. And you know. Yeah, I mean, there was that much arguing about it. I lost sight of which one did actually book it. There's t- so much between the between them all. You booked it, you booked it, you booked it, you booked it. I just I can't remember. I mean, Rebecca suggested it. I mean, there's a big difference between, right, we should go do this right now. This is our best chance. And then it's project manager going, right, okay, you seem strong, let's go do it. Between going, oh, what about this? Beer festival? And then the project manager going, yeah, all right. There's no, didn't really sound like much commitment between what Tim earlier, because when they re-showed it, it was on there. So, to be honest, I'm not too sure why Rebecca was getting the, the you know, brunt of the 
g- girls finger pointing, to be honest. Especially as she sold so well. Yes, I mean, she, she... I mean, even in her pictures, she sold well. You, you, you could tell that she knows what she's doing. I did like the way um, they talked up again. Louisa um, basically slutting herself out for bottles. Talking, <laughs> yeah, talking about that. Okay, so we get all the girls carted back in. I like the way basically Lord Sugar just lets rip. He actually has a massive go at them. He's he's talking about the whole importance of the £250,000 prize. All the girls just have got, they just got absolutely moronic expressions. They're just there going, duh. Yeah. Did did you notice how the moment he said, like, look, you lot are dumbfounded, or are you going to speak? How all of a sudden they're all piping up? Yeah. And the moment, I can't remember who it was, but Natalie, I think it might have been. So he goes, yeah, what do you think? I mean, all the others start going, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Just so it sounds like they're saying something. I can't remember there's one bit after that. It might not be, yeah, what do you think? But one of them said something, they all started repeating it. It's like, what? So you think because like you've copied what the last one says, Lord Sugar will think, oh, they're talking. So obviously they're interested. But you still had Leah there who looked like she'd been slapped by a horse's backside. Oh, lovely Leah as well. Don't want her like, looking like a horse's backside, do we? No. Well, no, I don't, but I mean, her expression was still like, oh. what time of day is it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, basically, the girls go to target Rebecca, as is hinted at, but she came out absolutely massively swinging. I oh, yeah. She fought her corner well. She really stood her ground. She said, it was an open dossier, like I hinted at earlier. Um, how about this? Tim agreed to do it. Then Osma starts giving out about it, which I thought was a bit strange. But you know what? It smacks of being just childish, really, doesn't it? We found this with years previously where you get that kind of attitude and it's just... It, I like it. It's just like they're all coming from bloody adults, though, isn't it? It just makes you think, mm, I can't wait for Miles Savage just to get on the table and start spazzing out, smacking the table, like, why? Why can't I win? Why? That's coming. I can tell that. He's already said he's basically Batman of The Apprentice, Kenny. It's going to happen, I'm telling you now. He's going to come out of his Batcave or something like that. Uh, his Apprentice Cave, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Um, Rebecca claims conspiracy. Lord Sugar just starts giving out again. Basically saying the girls are complete shambles. with a bit of bloody mess in the first two weeks. And really, who can argue with that? This has been a complete waste of space. Yeah. Overall, that task was a disaster. Again, it's common sense. These first few tasks are common sense. You just have a bit about you, you do well. Now, I'm not saying the boys did terrific, but compared no. to... They've managed to do things. But I'll come back to that in... The boys managed to sell, sell their goods, think about their prices, and actually consider where the hell they're say, selling it. Mm. It's, they just don't... It's basics. Well... So, the three back in the boardroom, Tim, project manager, Rebecca gets put back in as well, and we got anonymous Francesca for basically botching the calculations, numbers, and well, whatever. She basically cost the team money at the start of the task. Yeah. So, that's that there. But let's, let's be honest, what did she really do in the episode, apart from do that? Nothing. I couldn't say. Couldn't say. Apart from turning up, of course. <laughs> well, 
any of us could do that very well. Any, any of us could turn up. I mean, it takes something spectacular to do that. I'd say, well, for some reason, I've picked up like there's a suggestion that Tim didn't really have much control over the group. I know. I thought it was a bit unfair. This is why I say the girls got a nose out. Because one minute, you know, when they asked, "Oh, what do you think of Tim as team leader?" Yeah, he did a good job. They lose. Oh, he was awful. We had no control of us. Blah, blah, blah. I always hate that one when it's saying that the project manager, he he or she had no control of us. So like, what? So did you purposely set out to be uncontrollable? You're an adult, a business person. Oh, yes, the, the project manager has to have the overall control and organisation and structure. But are you saying that you don't know what to do and they're solid telling you what to do? You're not a robot or a puppet. Now, if anything, this argument should really have been levelled at Jazz last week, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's more so where it would have been fitting. Mm. Rebecca, all she comes to like, state your case. Now, she said she was a professional manner, but given what's happened a little bit earlier, you know, her having slagging matches with the other girls, she makes you think, hmm, really? But you know what? Yeah. She gave her absolute smashing account of herself. I was a bit convinced, well, you deserve to stay in. You sold. I thought she was and safe. She sold the bet. She sold better than any of the lads as well. Yeah, they said that. They brought that up. And you know what? She's safe as houses, as far as I was concerned. I, you, so it comes down then, really, to Tim and Francesca, let's be honest. I'd say this, the suggestion Tim came up with was like he felt he was walked over by the girls. I'm not too sure about that, really. No, I wasn't either. I just felt like they were just finding anything to pin on him. It's, yeah, it's a bit like, well... Do you think it's a good team project manager? Yes, until we lose, then it's a complete shite bag. I, just, I, just yeah. I did like the way Lord Sugar pointed out to Rebecca. He could kind of see something. He could tell it could be trouble. Something that she could work on easily, so that's not a problem. So Yeah, given that she did so well at the sales and did make a good account of herself and showed her qualities, that she would work another chance. But if that continues, yeah. then we'll go Oh. Yes, so don't want that to happen. But so we got a firing of the week. Kenny, I'm gutted. It's Tim. It's the nice guy's gone. And oh, oh, would you say it would be a case of no more, Mr. Nice Guy? Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't set up, by the way, people. <laughs> I was a bit surprised. I, I must say. I thought Francesca would go just simply because. I think really it's more with her because if they saved money there, it almost wouldn't have mattered how much Tim cocked up. Yeah, because I mean, if you walk into a task and you've automatically lost more in your costs, you're starting yeah. off in a back foot again. Because so, uh, you could equally say Kurt didn't really have control of his lads. He was a bit confused and muddled how he was contro- controlling them or ordering them, and yet they won. So and. I think Tim perhaps did a better job than Kurt, but it was, as you said, start on a back foot. So, what are you going to do? Exactly. Well, Lords, I think the main reason Lord Sugar made the decision, we saw it at the start of the episode, his business idea was to do, like, a drinks business plan. So Yeah, and he, he couldn't organise it, could he? No, well, from what we've seen... He, no, we couldn't. I mean, would you like to say the old analogy, or would you like me to? Because we've gone, ooh, best, 
Bill Sugar said it so we can quote it. Go on then. He couldn't organise a piss up in a bloody brewery. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I can see where he's coming from. He kind of says, oh, I'm young, I'm going to make mistakes. But, yeah, if it's your similar plan to what the task is, you should really bring it. Bring your A game. I still And if he showed he had tight control of them and showed that he really understood the business, then even if they'd lost, and say they still only made that much money, so everything else went the same, apart from he had tight control. He would have stayed because he would have at least shown to Nick or Karen. But, yeah, he knew what he was doing. He can do this. But, yeah, but he didn't really prove that. Although like, although I thought he did all right, the job of controlling the girls, he didn't show, like, wow, he knows this business. No, not, not at all. I mean, don't go wrong, he's come off as a nice enough chap as much as we are. Oh, I said it, didn't I? Oh, Oh, slam my pen down in frustration. He's going to come round my place now, Kenny, not yours. He's come off as all right. He does seem the kind of guy who would learn from this, like his attitude in a taxi. He says he's going to go get on with it. He's going to take it elsewhere. Unlike Jazz from like last week in a taxi, going, oh, I'm going to come out, I'm going to go, rah, 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 prove myself better elsewhere. Rah, 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 rah. No. Yeah. Tim seemed like he had learned from the short experience. We wish him the best. Which seems a bit weird, because, I mean, I mean, he didn't really make much impression, but you could tell there's something there about him, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think he could go on and do quite well in what he wants to do. He's very enthusiastic, he's very passionate. Mm. I'm not sure that would come across well and bode well for him. In life. Perhaps he just couldn't really survive in the shark tank of The Apprentice, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it. So that's it. Tim's gone. That's two down. Two episodes so far. Now, I must drag up another epic Jason-related quote. Did you notice him saying to Jordan, not you, Jordan, someone average-sized? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For a last, yeah. <laughs> now, take that comment out of context. That is just extremely filthy. Excellent. I love it. He's filled with innuendo, this boy. That's fine. It's been a couple of weeks. Would you say, have the boys been lucky so far? I do think there's been an element of luck. I think on this week, I wouldn't say they won through luck. I mean, it's because the girls cocked up, so okay, you could say it's luck. But the fact is, I mean, the lads, they didn't do badly. They didn't know no. fair counters. Why have they lost this? From this week alone, you could easily have sacked off Kurt for forcing people with certain beliefs and certain tastes yeah. to do something they wouldn't do. Now, even in the world of business, which is unscrupulous, this, you, you wouldn't force someone with religious beliefs to go against them, would you? Well, I mean, there's laws in place, like the Equality Act. Yeah, and but Kurt's like, no, go do it. I, so that's instant sacking. Um, you could argue Jason being treated roughly by Alex, Alex's overall attitude. I wouldn't say it's sackable, but, well, it's serious consideration. I mean, if you brought that up in front of um, clients, it's not going to go down well. Miles, in the first week, he's giving away... Wasting money. That wasn't really brought up. But, like, buying the oh. batteries for those cats. There's some... There's been some lucky ones. I really think there's three instant sacking so far from the boys. I, know, I, I agree. That's why I haven't added 
anything to that. Oh, thank you, Kenny. Where do you see? Do you see the boys improving? Because they don't really seem. They're still in arguing, in fighting. Can you see them towing that? Or do you think it's going to have a bit of a feminine touch to cool them down next week? Well, it'll be interesting if if the teams are mixed up next week, if that balances out for both. But then at the same time, like you brought it up yesterday and in the other episodes, how you know, they grow and develop throughout the series and show we've got to give them a bit of time. And it'd be interesting how some of them do. I mean, there might be a couple of dark horses where they start slow and end up going good, and we've seen that in the past. But there's some of them where, if I was to have, I'd be seriously concerned about how far I'd get in this process. And by how mm. far, I mean, beyond next week. I'm worried about Miles. Mm, he was about, but he seemed a bit clumsy in the background. And there's that whole line about oh, being a Cape Crusader Prince. It's really... Do you know what you're on? He's a bit laissez-faire about everything. He just kind of coasts through and just, yeah, he does does his thing and it's just like, well, what are you really contributing to all of this? Apart from being an idiot and wasting money. Let's be, end the show on a bit more of a positive note. Who's your MVP of this week? I'd actually say, despite being on the losing team, Rebecca, for her sales, and I think she did stand out, and then as you brought up, she stood out in the boardroom, so she really fought a corner well. I can't argue that at all. She made a really good account of herself. She looks fine. I'm really not too sure why the girls turned on her, but like you said, she stood a corner, stood out, can't really fault. No, can't fault her. She's looks like a bit of promise to her, isn't there? She, yeah, she's done well both weeks. I felt she, she did. She showed good signs in the first week, and then this week, she really stood out. So, oh, definitely my MVP, and she's she's already one to watch. For I mean, we we said Neil and Leah for last week. Leah didn't see a lot of this week apart from at the end for sale, and Neil not a whole lot apart from maybe trying to take credit for various things. <laughs> yeah, but, what's, what's 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 new like? Get over yourself, Neil. Yeah. But Rebecca already consistent, so I'd like to see her go far, I won't lie. Then it's not because I got a thing for her. So nice. Okay. Now we've given out a little bit already about the whole cult of celebrity around the apprentice. You you know, basically it's not like the old days. It's when did Apprentice, you're fired. When did that come into the show? About series three, four? I can't remember now, you know. It's, a, it's been a few. It's been around a while, isn't it, though? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it used to be Adrian Charles before it was Darrow Green. Have you seen the footage of Jazz post you're fired being interviewed by Matt Edmondson? Whilst Matt Emerson is in Superman, Y Fronts, and a red cape only. No, I haven't. You don't want to. Okay, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Okay, I, I still... Cause call me mad, but I like to think there's a point to The Apprentice. Because at the end yeah. of the day, you're getting this £250,000 shot at setting up your own business. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, it's great. I understand there's the entertainment aspect of the show. It's edited to make things more exciting. You know, there's toing and froing. Oh, they look bad throughout the show. But, oh, no, they win. But I can cope with that. But if you go into the show, you must have a choice to what you'd like to do. If that makes sense. Like, what you'd like to do after. I mean... You're fired probably part and parcel. If you sign up to do the show, you have to go do this and take whatever stick, whatever comedy chef they show you. Yeah, right? Yeah. But then, to me, it's almost as if she was forced into... Right, you have to be interviewed by this clown in white front in a cape. And you just think, why would you agree to this? When you're sitting down, reading through the contract, I'm about to go on The Apprentice... There must have been something there. You're being interviewed. Why would you go on that and make yourself look like a complete <laughs> fool after losing in the first week? I no, really yeah, really I don't think you lose your credibility a bit, don't you? Who could take Jazz seriously now? Let's be honest. She's not really made. So, sorry, um, she's not really made a great account of herself in the first episode. Not at all, did she? She's no. going on, you're fired, you can kind of get away with that, because, oh, I got fired, oh, here's some funny bits, blah, 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 blah. They kind of talk about the things. But, I mean, you're going in the first week, you're not really going to be so hot, are you? But then to go no. and agree to that, to, like, a ridiculous interview, you just think, don't get me wrong, we, I've, I've got a funny side, you've got a funny side, but why would you agree to that? Who is going to take her seriously as a teacher trainer now? By going yeah, to do something like that? That's it. That's what I was thinking. What I was going to say was the fact that she's a teacher or been a teacher and qualified to be a teacher. You mm. think she'd have more awareness of what she can and can't do that would affect her career? I, I'm done. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. It's just f- frustrating. You know what it sounds like? It really just reinforces like some people are just coming to the show for fame. It's always going that big brother where you get people go on, don't mind going out week one or two because you get that week on all the side shows and that's where you make your money in the magazines and so on. I mean, don't blame them because fair enough, take advantage of it. But the apprentice is a serious sign and I'm pretty sure some of those candidates there, you know, they are there for the business and to work with the, one of the best, if yeah. not the best business brain in the yeah. country. I mean, you, you see... You see, Alex, right, you don't like him, but you know he's there. He wants to win that money. Oh, yeah, he's definitely there. He's, he's a businessman. Pop at Leah, oh, she's a doctor, she's just a pretty face. But no, she's improved. I mean, she's shown some business, so she must be there to win it. But really, can you say that about, like, Jazz? And well, I, I, I don't, I really don't want to come off as just, like, Jazz hater, okay? But I don't think there's much anything else to talk about, Kenny, unless you want to throw something else in. Uh, not particularly, no. I think we've wrapped everything up there. It, so, it was a good episode. I look forward to next week. Uh, yes. What is the task next week? Oh, well, uh, look, building we, your own IKEA set. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. I imagine a lot of swearing in this. I don't know why. Not for young children. Is the Apprentice for young children? Oh no, the Young Apprentices, I suppose, isn't it? Yes. Ah, right. So, so finally, after watching the show for how many years, I finally established The Apprentice as a show for adults. Ah. Uh, sure enough. It was, wasn't it? 
Oh, watershed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose it is as well. Oh. What can I say? As I said, on our Twitter page, we don't have any business experience. I don't have any business experience. Kenny, you don't have any business experience. But I think that's why, hopefully, we like to learn. So that's fine. I say it's been a pleasure as always, but we have to get through the diluge of pimping out our stuff, Kenny. So we'll see you all next episode. But don't forget, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, where we do do live tweeting every episode at Apprentice Fired. You can email us at apprenticegetfired at gmail.com. Send us your views, fun stuff, and then like as well. Message us on the Facebook page. That's still going. Uh, just search for Get Fired and Apprentice Podcasts. And last but not least, always on the blog page, posting blogs, apprenticefired.blogspot.co.uk. Articles of good stuff on there. Kenny, always a pleasure. Okay, same with you, Terry. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Terry, I'll see you next time. I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Wave, Kenny. Bye. Bye.